The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hey, it's 2.34, and uh, it is Wednesday edition of the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. It's Jay Lynn and Andrew. Just after 3 o'clock, Linda Steele from CKNW will join us for the Pipeline Hotline. Your chance to voice your opinion for a full hour. We'll be taking phone calls from Alberta and BC about the Trans Mountain Pipeline. Right now, though, we've been talking about... <laughs> well, we've been talking. I think the general topic is uh, dumb things, but we, <laughs> we started the conversation with people putting cigarettes in planters, and that led to fireworks works and uh, propane tanks. So. Hey, Ken. Yeah, good afternoon. Uh, you know, it's funny, but when I used to live in Burnaby and listen to CKNW on a regular basis, uh, I was out, I probably was in my late 20s, but I was out one night cruising around in my car. I, I went into the gas station to, to fuel up, and uh, it was late enough, like I say, there was only one guy behind the till, so I'm standing there fueling, and his buddy shows up. And I don't recall it being anywhere near Halloween, but he starts throwing firecrackers out the window of the kiosk there. So I reminded him instantly in words that I don't dare use on the radio, how stupid that practice was. Uh, So he stopped. I mean, uh, you know, I paid and left, but I mean, it just goes to show you how some people think and I guess some people don't think. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, the equivalent of that or or the other side of that, when I first became a terminal manager for Arnold Brothers down in uh, Calgary, and you know, truckers are a tough bunch, right? You got to really establish your uh, authority with them, right? Or they'll push you around. And I saw a guy fueling up his truck with a cigarette in his mm. mouth, and he's just fueling it up, cigarette in his mouth. And I thought, perfect opportunity for me to show what a leader I am, and I'm a tough guy. <laughs> and I came out, and I was like, are you an idiot? You can't fuel a truck while smoking. And he was like, oh, yeah, good point. Took the cigarette out of his mouth and dropped it in the fuel tank. Because diesel fuel doesn't ignite like regular fuel does. It doesn't have the same fumes. I hit the ground like I thought a bomb was going to go off. (laughs) Ken, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate you giving us a shout this afternoon. I didn't know that, but it even says when you're you know, filling up your, your vehicle mm-hmm. not to have a cell phone That's right. out and around there because never, it has sparks or something or I've always wondered about charge. that cell phone thing. I, I, I don't want to, you know, liken it to you can't use a cell phone on an airplane because it could down the, the aircraft or it could interfere with their navigation Which, systems. You know what? I'm sorry, but I don't has believe that. Has anyone ever proven that? I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't believe that either. You'd think planes would have been falling out of the sky all over Left, the right, and center. Yeah. Well, you'd also think, wouldn't you? Because I see these days everyone... I mean, you almost are born with a cell phone in your hand. I see yeah. people fueling up with cell phones all the time. And I'm not saying it's a good practice, but... No, I, le- I leave mine in the car. Mm-hmm. I just... Mm, not not quite living on the edge like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just not that badass. I got gotcha. you. Uh, hey, while we're still uh, talking... You know what? Uh, yes. If you're going to go, <laughs> that's not the way I want to do it. I definitely don't want to go that I way. I don't want to do it that way. I want to so. go peacefully in my sleep. Do you remember that... What was that movie... Um, Zoolander? Yes. The scene in Zoolander. Oh, where they're splashing each (laughs) other with gasoline. gasoline. (laughs) Hey, speaking of which, did you happen to see America's Got Talent last night? I watched parts of it. Did you see the four guys who we thought were going to sing opera, but instead were uh, human water fountains? No, I missed that one. I got to tell you, it starts, these guys are in their tuxes. Um, I think they were from Colorado, and they left every impression that they were going to sing opera. Mm. And instead, they took swigs of water and then 
became human fountains spitting water across oh, each other. No. But uh, Simon X'd it right away. Yeah. Because yeah. it was dumb, right? Kind of uh, the other three let it go. And I got to tell you, it was hilarious. You liked it? I did. And I had the same impression that, oh, this is stupid. They're just getting a couple of minutes of national television time. But it was actually really funny. We watched, I when I tuned in last night, there was a really creepy female girl, girl the magician. Mm. Yeah. And then the bull. Yeah. Lit on fire, on fire after after she left. Yeah. Like she was creeped that was creepy. Mm-hmm. She got through. Yeah. Um that that big dance troupe from Missed that, but I saw Venezuela. I saw the golden ticket being given. Oh yeah. To, you know. I didn't realize that she was she got to give a golden ticket. It caused quite a debate in our household as to whether when did that start? I said when did that happen? Because yeah. that she's just she's the host of it. Mm-hmm. But they were doing like I thought break, backs were going to break at a couple of times. Like, oh, how can you do well, that? Well, as long as we're on this topic, may I just say again, and I think I've said this every season for probably 13, uh, or as many seasons as Heidi Klum's been on. Klum? Klum. Get rid of her. She's, yes. She's dumb. And, and her comments are she like... She doesn't add much. No, she adds nothing. Add, you're giving her the benefit of the doubt saying she doesn't add much. She literally will describe what everyone just saw. You know, the dance troupe you're talking about, her comment is uh, something along the lines of, oh, there were so many of you, and they were going up in the air and coming back down again, and I don't know how many times they twirled. Yeah, we all just watched the same thing, Heidi. Point out something that we hadn't thought of. Come, Have a perspective yeah. where people go, oh, that's a good point, Heidi. Those were pretty much the only two I watched. Oh, and then some guy came out wanted to be a host and... Saw that, wanted to be a judge. Judge, and, yeah. and then... But had nothing to say. That was just painful. Comedy's hard. Man, oh man! Replaced Howie Mandel for uh, a single, and that is and really a, it has has Howie come up with anything good in the last you know well, twenty years? Here's the thing: I don't want to criticize another comedian, but I, I will say this: that um, he thought that it would be easy to simply say because it it looks easy to do any kind of funny thing, right? But I will say that they also the next act or the act that they put up for him to judge clearly the producers went okay so we need an act that definitely isn't making it through yeah in order you know so that we won't because it was a guy playing his hands right oh i just i thought the two of them were together no that just uh, supposedly was the okay. next act up but you have to think when you're watching that or at least i would as a judge so would i pay 25 dollars in las no, vegas to no. watch that and obviously not that big dance troupe i would have but on a bigger stage they looked all jammed in there pretty wow, packed really, in there because eh? that's a pretty big stage to begin no with. that would be a, a las vegas type thing yeah, it's yeah. kind of hmm. you know cirque du soleil ish you know that sort of yeah, stuff yeah but then we're back on World of Dance, which started again last night. Uh, you know, I, I rushed. Uh, it was like a panic situation. You know, like uh, lighting a cigarette and realizing the propane's open in the mm-hmm. backseat. I had the same urgency to turn that off when it came on. I just, where's the clicker? Where's the remote? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, I like watching beautiful dancers, so. Yeah, you know what? It's not the dancers. It's the hosts or the judges. Oh, that, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Huff and uh, whoever else. They're just so pompous and... and oh, they're all pr- really great dancers. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I, like, Derek I get that an awesome dancer. Sure, no, I'm Jennifer not saying Lopez is a superstar, and Neo is a superstar. Uh, yeah, agreed. I'm not saying that they're not qualified to judge, but it seems like they're there because they are all those things. You know what I mean? Like they want you to know that they are all those things. Well, they are. <laughs> anyway, if they are, they, their reputation should precede them. They don't have to. You know, they don't have to demonstrate at every turn why they're so qualified to judge these mm. people. And pl- plus, they're using such stock platitudes that I can't take it. 
uh, although America's Got Talent does the same. You watch American, here's a drinking game for you. Watch uh, America's Got Talent and have a shot every time one of the judges says, this is what this show is all about. Well, it can't be about all of those. It, it, they say it at least three or four times a broadcast. This, that act mm. is what this show is all about. I thought it was about the other act. Mm. Well, until, until the next one comes yeah. along, right? Yeah, exactly, I guess. But those dance the judges, they, like... they want you to know that they know what they're talking about. Well, we know. Well, we know yeah. you know. Yeah, well, okay. Um, but the thing is, is that one thing that I don't like about it, I don't like contests where people who are professionals Enter? Can, can go up against the amateurs. Either have an amateur or have a professional. So which one are you referring to? Well, um, World of Dance, for example, or even some of the dancing, dancing with the what is the the other dance show? Well, Dancing with the Stars. Come dance? And, no, not Dancing oh, I, with the Stars. I'm not the guy to ask about that. But anyway, yeah. but uh, yeah, some of that stuff's just like nah. You know, last year the little girl who was a brilliant, brilliant dancer lost to oh. the two dancers who'd been popping and locking for 20 years together. Listen, I didn't expect to talk about this, but as long as we're still here. So Howie Mandel, and I said I won't criticize another comic, but my goodness, my goodness. Mm. So a lady gets on. So you think you can dance? That, oh yeah. Okay, you know what I'm talking about? I do. So a lady gets on, does stand-up comedy. And now mind you, our household's a little uh, tainted on stand-up comedy. fussy, yeah. Right, so it, fussy is a better word. So as, as she starts her setup for her joke, right, Maddie goes, oh, and says the punchline. So she takes about another 30 to 45 seconds to get to the punchline that Maddie, and never should that happen. You mm -hmm. should, never should the audience see a punchline come in like a big freight train down there. And then the next joke, Hunter hits the punchline. And, uh, and, and you know, and I'm not criticizing her, and, and it's a nerve-wracking experience, I, I'm sure, but um, it wasn't earth-shattering. It wasn't like mm -hmm. that's probably the best comic I've seen in the last 10, nothing like that. It was like, oh, all right, whatever. And then um, Howie Mandel says, well, you know, not since the death of Joan Rivers has there been a replacement, and I think we found her oh, tonight. Oh, my goodness yeah. gracious. And I almost Whoa. threw up. I almost threw up. Uh, because, first of all, there's thousands of talented female mm -hmm. comedians out there, thousands. So, first of all, there wasn't just the one, Joan Rivers. Secondly, Joan Rivers, though, is an iconic, mm -hmm. um, groundbreaking comedian. And to take someone who's basically, who by your own admission is two years off amateur night, and to say, and to compare the two is ridiculous. That would be like somebody saying that, you know, you and I were Howard Stern and, I don't know, somebody else, iconic in radio. We're not. And we don't pretend to be. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it was just, a, I really thought, just a dumb statement on his part. And I, and I thought, although he's famous and, and done well, he's still a comic. And in the community of comedy, I'll bet you every comic who was watching that absolutely rolled their eyes at it. <laughs> you don't, there's certain people who broke ground for the rest of us 40 years ago, and uh, Joan is among them. You don't compare... In fact, there's no one to compare. 
she is in a class of her own and she should stay there. 2.45 on the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News. 15 minutes from now, the hot pipeline hotline will begin. We'll be teaming up with Linda Steele at CKNW at News Talk at 980 in Vancouver. We'll be taking your phone calls, phone calls from Alberta, phone calls from BC. It'll be broadcast right across the two provinces. You know, just sharing how we're feeling, what your thoughts are on the uh, federal government's move to buy the Trans Mountain Pipeline for $4.5 billion. Now, that's just to buy it, remember. The construction right. cost is another thing. They're that's the hoping... cost of acquisition of what's already there. It's another $7.5 probably billion to build it. Yeah, and yep. the company's already put in about a million, they say. So we want to know what you think about this, um, how the, the premiers have been handling it, how the federal government government has been handling it. We'll take a break here. We'll set you up for that with a few reminders after this commercial break. Okay, so as we count down to the Pipeline Hotline with Linda Steele at CKNW in Vancouver, your opportunity to voice your thoughts across the province, across Alberta and BC. Um, just a reminder of, of what we were talking about. You know, yesterday the federal Liberal government announced it is buying the Trans Mountain Pipeline and all of Kinder Morgan Canada's core assets, but says it doesn't plan to be a long-term owner. So what they're going to be doing is looking for a buyer and the deadline date on that is July 22nd. If something doesn't happen by then, then yes, by August, all of us will be the owners of a pipeline. Yeah, uh, Morneau, the uh, finance minister, had done his uh, news availability, his media availability and then uh, kind of clarified after the fact that there was a plan A and a plan B. So plan A uh, was the one that Jalen and I just described that they'd get things going but they'd be actively searching for um, an owner, a mm-hmm. buyer, and that once things were going, they felt that that would be easier to do, that once investors saw that this was actually proceeding. Plan B would be the one that they sort of presented as Plan A, which would be that they would be the uh, owners and operators of the pipeline and then still possibly okay. down the road uh, sell the completed project to somebody. But I would argue that they've mislabeled those plans because I would argue that those are actually not A and B, those are B and C. Because Plan A, and I'll say it now before we're uh-huh. uh, you know, on the air in British Columbia because I want to give listeners the opportunity to give their opinion, but I would say Plan A would have been that the federal government stepped up and enforced their own laws. And just had done it. And just got yeah. it done and Kinder Morgan uh, would be have shovels in the ground already. Well, and the question, too, the more you read and you start looking into uh, buyers, who the potential buyers for a project of this magnitude would be, it's, it gets very limited very quickly. Mm-hmm. There's been talk about, you know, possibly two, Enbridge and TransCanada. One has denied that it's, you know, e- you know, in any sort of negotiations. Yeah. The other one hasn't commented. And then when you talk about foreign um, buyer possibilities, the Canadian government isn't uh, commenting on that Well, at can all. you imagine the can, can imagine? of worms that opens up? <laughs> You have to remember, too, that there's a difference between investors and operators, right? So those who have the ability, those companies that have the ability to undertake a project like this and get it built and operated are one thing. Um, The money with which they they operate, that's a whole other matter. I mean, there's sure, there's probably lots of uh, retirement funds and... Uh, indigenous groups and others that would invest in something like this. And there this. have been talk about them wanting to. They've said straight sure. up. But I think those uh, 
companies, organizations, and individuals wouldn't want to step up until they saw the pipeline actually under construction or operating. So just for a reminder, um, we'll, we'll go through. I, wanna, I, want to, I want you to hear what some of the leaders had to say about this. And again, let's start with Premier Notley. This was uh, the reaction uh, that she had. Today, we take a major step forward for Albertans and for all Canadians. The deal announced today puts people to work building this pipeline right away and creating good jobs. This deal and this pipeline will unlock investment in our oil sands because we are now on the path to getting full value for our energy resources. And this deal and this pipeline will help us build up the things that matter to working families like schools and hospitals. Our work in this government to get this pipeline built started actually three years ago. From the very beginning, we said that good jobs for working people and meaningful climate action can and indeed must go hand in hand. Or to put it another way, any climate change plan that ignores the needs of working people is a plan that's doomed to fail. And any economic plan that ignores climate change is setting our businesses, our kids, and our future generations up to fail. We know that we can tackle climate change and still protect our good energy industry jobs. This commitment to working people and our environment has driven our strategy in this government from day one. At my first meeting with all of Canada's premiers, we got provinces and territories to agree on the need for new pipelines by signing the Pan-Canadian Agreement on Energy. Not everyone stuck with that, but nonetheless, we got them all to sign on. We worked with all Albertans to bring in the most comprehensive climate leadership plan on the continent, capping oil sands emissions, phasing out harmful coal emissions, putting a price on carbon, and attracting record investment in renewable energy here in the province of Alberta. We have traveled the country, speaking to business leaders, workers, investors, environmentalists, academics, and more, building the case for why Canada needs new pipelines and why this pipeline is unlike any other. We've invested in winning the hearts and minds of all Canadians, making sure everyone understands the importance of our energy resources. And this work has paid off. We have moved public opinion from coast to coast to coast. First, making Canadians aware of this project and then convincing them that it is, in fact, in the best interests of this country. That's Alberta Premier Rachel Notley. B.C. Premier John Horgan had this to say. Today's announcement by the federal government does not reduce the risk of a diluted bitumen spill and the impact that would have on B.C.'s economy and its environment. And it does not change the course that the government of British Columbia has been on since we were sworn in in July of 2017. I will continue to do my best to protect BC's interest by ensuring that our coast, our water and our land is kept pristine so that our economy can continue to grow. And I will continue to work for the people of British Columbia with the full force of uh, my efforts within the courts and within the rule of law. I believe that it's appropriate for us to continue down that road despite uh, the decisions by the federal government today. 
BC Premier John Horgan. All right, so coming up uh, after three, we're going to simulcast with CKNW in Vancouver, taking their phone calls from listeners, our phone calls from listeners. Now would be the time to give us a call and get uh, give us the opportunity to get you parked and in queue. So 780-496-0063, 780-496-0063. Keep it in mind that you'll have the opportunity now to voice your opinion, not only to our listeners here in Alberta, but to those uh, CKNW listeners in Vancouver. Vancouver. The 6:30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6:30 Chad.